Hope you're having a great day. It's Kermit and your Crosstalk one hour from now. A new Crosstalk on Hinge will be available soon on the ESPN it's Chicago app. Is it up? Thanks, Merck. You're the man. Merck's already got it up. You can get to the app at some point when you get some downtime this weekend, later tonight, whatever it is. Check out Unhinged. You can watch the show live in our old National Bank State Street studio just by going to twitch.tv or downloading the Twitch app. Search ESPN 1000 Chicago. Uh, we'll get back out to some of your phone calls. Pauly Cheesecake is on the line. He wants to do his picks for the week. I think he had another winning week last week, so Pauly keeps giving out winners. We'll talk to Pauly in a few. And then we'll get the expert plays from Todd Furman in about 30 minutes. Quiet college weekend other than Army-Navy, but uh, some big NFL contests to talk about. The Bears, not one of them, as they have reached their bye finally for the 2022 season. All right, trivia question. Pop quiz, hot shot. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, tell me, Yurko, who... Amongst all shortstops since 2018, uh-huh. has the second most wins above replacement and the second best OPS and OPS plus. Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is your correct answer. Since 2018, the only shortstop with a better OPS and a better OPS plus is Fernando Tatis Jr. And now they're teammates. The only shortstop with more wins above replacement uh, he's got 23.4, is Marcus Semien, who had a couple of dynamite years and now has moved positions down in Texas to second base. I don't know if they're going to move Xander Bogarts in San Diego. Uh, maybe they're going to move Tatis when he's back to the outfield. They've already discussed that because there has been some erratic play at short. Not that he's not a supreme athlete, because he is, but he's yeah. been erratic at times. His arm has been a little off, and I think maybe defensively they can move him to a spot where not as much is required because he has had a tough time staying healthy. Oh, and then you've got this, you know, suspension because of PEDs on top yeah, of it. Yeah. I could very easily see them moving Tatis out of that spot. I wonder if Bogarts just goes in and plays short. I mean, it would seem to make the most sense. But that San Diego team is loaded. They offered $400 million to Aaron Judge. He decided to stay with the Yankees. They quickly pivot, and they land one of the other coveted players and one of the most coveted shortstops on the market with a $280 million deal. 11 years, $280 million. I don't know how that thing's going to look 10 years from now, nine, even seven years from now. He's a player that's going to be 30 years old. But in the short term, it should really help them. And their lineup with Tatis when he's back, if he still is Tatis, and I would assume he would be, and Soto, and Cronenworth, and Machado, and Bogarts, all of these guys that can just hit and get on base. It is a little over $25 million a year. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Not crazy, right? Well, except for the fact how old he is and how old he'll be when the the eleventh year comes. I think it's I think it's front loaded too, right? right? You're paying the higher average value now, and you're getting away from having to pay him so much when he might not be as good. And it and it, it you, you certainly don't want that to affect your tax at that point too, right? Um, like they're paying the tax; they don't care. They're going for it. They're a te- they're a penalty team. They're going to be giving up. Not only will they give up money, they're giving up draft picks. And that's why teams don't like it, because it can be punitive. But they're obviously in a position where they think they're going to be so good that it doesn't matter. And they're just saying, we're going for it. I wish the White Sox would operate that way. They don't. They're not going to. Uh, you know, oh, what do you mean? They were seventh in payroll. Okay. Jerry Reinsdorf has always made money for his partners. Just like Hyman Roth? Yeah. In uh, The Godfather. In The Godfather. Godfather too. Always made money for his partners. Always made money for his partners. Well, what's more important? I know that's important to Jerry. He's got a fiduciary responsibility to those fine men and women. He should be allowed to make money for his partners. How about also like going 
Just a little extra. How about like a little bit more? How about a winning football team? I mean, a winning baseball team. How about team? a That's winning smart. baseball team? How about like a little a bit winning more? Winning baseball team would be a little bit nice. I mean, they're they're going to come out of this with really nothing other than Mike Clevenger. I mean, mm-hmm. and maybe a few other little tiny minor Tiny moves. bits and pieces. You know. I'm kind of done ranting about it, and ra- I mean, what am I going to well, do? You got a long yeah, time I, till I, spring training. That I'm going to remind you. Okay, that's fair. There's also another meetings that takes place where still business gets conducted, right? There are. There's more meetings uh, in baseball. There, there, there's always meetings. Well, they do the GM meetings and then the winter meetings. I thought that was it. Is that it? another round of they, meetings? They've done it again. It's over. I think so. I thought there's always another round of meetings. Merck, is there another meeting I'm unaware of? Aren't they splitting a check here no, sometime soon? Like the pre-spring training meetings? Yeah, let's all, all collect seventy-five million dollars a piece. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, they don't have those meetings. They, we'll find. We'll ask Jesse. No, they, they there's got to be another. But, but, but they, you do have time until spring time. training. You're right about that. Pitchers and catchers don't report until the Super Bowl, right? Uh, about the Super Bowl, yeah. About the Super Bowl. Pretty soon. You got two months. Super Bowl is going to be President's Day weekend pretty soon, my yeah. friend. Brace for that. That's I mean, it's coming. already late this year. It's uh, the 13th, I think. I think yeah. uh, Feb 13th. Happy Valentine's Day. Super Bowl is in Arizona this year, right? It is. And so is Feb, that's it's same, uh, Feb, Feb 12. I'm sorry, guys. It's Feb that's 12. That's the same weekend as the golf tournament in Arizona, the one with the crazy 17th well, could they really, 16th could they, home. Could they really Scott do that style. on the same weekend? Yeah. They did it last yeah. time we were there in Arizona. Wow. My cousin lives out there. He says it's going to be insane. It will be. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? In a few years, they'll be playing Remember, the they always got the prop bets. The Phil Mickelson's score against oh, yeah. yardage by San Antonio Holmes. Absolutely. Yeah. San Antonio Holmes. Yeah. San Antonio. San I always Antonio. call him San Antonio. It's my guy. So, it's, uh, you know, I, I walk away from this kind of knowing, I think, what the White Sox. I, I knew sort of what they were getting into or, or, or what they weren't going to do. They're just, uh, Rick kind of came out and told everybody. It's just a little disappointing. I mean, there are players out there that you could spend a little money on that might be able to help you in the short term if you believe you're in a window. Um, I don't know what they believe anymore. You know, they basically offered up all their guys other than maybe Dylan Cease. Uh, they want to compete. I, I think they believe that because they still have a lot of good young talent. But I don't know what to make of the whole situation, what to think about the their ability to stay healthy, the ability for some of their guys to bounce back. Uh, they seem to think Grandal is a huge bounce-back candidate. I'm not so sure at his age and considering the wear and tear on his body and the injuries he's had the last couple of years. Well, so. the one thing I can tell you, if you learn the lesson from the Cubs, remember when the Cubs kept trying to run it back, run it back, run it back? They won in 16. By 2018, they're still trying to run it back with the same guys, right? But at least they won. Right, I got you. They won, but they, they're trying to run it back. The lesson to learn is just trying to run it back wasn't necessarily the right thing to do. So White Sox philosophy, White Sox theory, and maybe they're, they're hamstrung because of the fact that the contracts are the way the contracts are. You're going to try to run it back again. Has anybody learned a lesson of the Cubs? It's a lesson to be taught to people that you just can't do the same thing over and over and expect something different to happen. So that's why they might change it up a little bit? Well, that's all I'm saying. Like anything. Anything. I mean, it still didn't work for the Cubs. The Cubs had to dismantle well, it all. I mean, but geez, at least you got three great postseasons out of it, including a world championship. 15, 16, 17. 15, 16, 17. And then the window shut. It did. Okay. It did. Think about your team. Is the window shut? We keep asking that question. Is the window shut? Which, which, the only thing that sucks, though, is that there was nothing beneficial to come out of right. it. Right. I mean, at least very little. Right. You tore it down, you built it back, and what you got wasn't good enough. No, not even close. Yeah. And that's what's up. She did win two playoff games. Thanks, Yerk. Thanks for reminding one, me. One each year. One each year. Thanks. And congratulations. One of them you won in front of an empty sta- stadium because yeah. it was COVID, you know. Thanks.
Yeah, it's just frustrating. And the Cubs, I, I the look in your eyes, yeah, just it's, like it's demoralizing. You know, like I wish Har- I wish Manny Machado was on this team. I said it then. Yep. I'll continue to say it. I wish Bryce Harper were on this team. I wanted very badly for the White Sox to go out and like, okay, yeah, you're going to spend, but he's 27. He's 27 years old. Like, go ahead. This is the time Pull to the do trigger. it. Pull the trigger. Like, go get Bryce Harper. There's your lefty corner outfielder that can transition into a DH role for you when Abreu's gone. You know, like, why didn't they do that? They tried Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler didn't want to take their money. Fine. Okay. I can't really blame them for that. At least they had the wherewithal to offer to, to go after him, and they'd be better with him, and he just didn't want it. Fine. You came up short on Machado. Maybe he played you. I don't know. Maybe it was never going to happen anyway. But don't tell us you made the best offer when you didn't. Don't tell us that. They never went after Harper. You know, you've got shortstop talent on the market now. Granted, a couple of them are a little bit older, but, like, why can't they be a player? You can move Tim Anderson. Or maybe you move one of those other guys. I don't know. You make it work. Is it stopping the San Diego Padres? No. No. It's not. Does it stop the Dodgers? No. 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 It doesn't. They deal with it. Well, they have a shortstop. Well, maybe there's a better one out there that they could get. And that's just what's frustrating. But I've said it all a million times. It doesn't really matter. What difference does it make? They're never going to change. They're never going to change their ways, really. 312-332-3776. For Cup fans, look, it, you got a couple of small things done, but you're waiting for the big fish, right, Eric? You're waiting for... Right. You'll, you'll be upset if Swanson or, or Correa. Correa go somewhere else right. at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that... I think that's fair. And that's not like being unrealistic. Yeah. You know? I think that is. I think that's a fair approach to it. A couple of minor things which are nice, but if you land one of the two big fish that are still remaining, you'll feel pretty good about your team's offseason. Even if they don't do another thing, you'll feel pretty good about the offseason. Right? I think you you would. You'll you'll feel all right. I think you feel pretty good. You feel okay. If they come out of this, you're adding Swanson, uh, Tyone, and uh, who else? And Bellinger on the one. Maybe if... if, you know, you 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 bought low, and maybe there's like there's, there's some well, huge buy, again, potential. It's, it's the next pretty good. it's the next piece, though. The next piece is what makes you feel real good. Mm. The two you got, it's the next you. piece no, that makes you feel real good. If it's just the two, then you just. Eh. Yeah, I agree with you. Eh, it you requires know. Swanson yeah. or Correa, right? It, yes. One of those two. Yes. And you feel pretty damn Not good about the offseason. Not both of them. Yeah. But if you give me one of the two, yeah, you'd, be, you'd feel a little bit better. I'll give you that. Patrick's in Orland Park. What's up, Patrick? Hey, what's up, Carm? What's up, man? Hey, so you're it's five grand to have you marry somebody? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How much to get baptized? Baptized? Yeah. Oh boy, that's uh, that's down to <laughs> about twenty five hundred. That's perfect. I'll yeah. make a deal with you. I'm thirty five. I need to be dipped in the water. You're. Oh you're, you're, boy, you're I tell you. Be baptized. Yeah. We're gonna go to the little cow. <laughs> no, that's I where we're gonna do it. Water. Hey, we're going to go to Little Calumet River in Calumet right. City. Patrick, hold on. Give Randy your numbers. If you're we're going to go out to a warm water Listen, discharge. I, we, we're, we're having fun with it. I, I don't think Yurko's actually like uh, looking to rent out his services. He's doing this for a friend. Yes. He's doing this for a dear friend. And, dear friend. And to legally do it, of course, he had to become uh, right. a minister. and so that. But I don't think he's really going to lease out his services. No, no. Anybody. I was being somewhat comical yeah. there. Yes, yes. 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 2500 for baptism. <laughs> It's right like to the little good. cow we go, to the banks of the little cow, Carm. Like in Goodfellas. Last you weekend, been there? No, I've been to the little cow. Oh, boy. One of the cleanest rivers you'll find. 
Last week, he asked me to christen his kid. 7000 I charge. 7 k <laughs> All right, coming up next, we will do McKnight at the movies. Paulie Cheesecake is on the line. Hold on, Paulie. Right. We'll get to you. Paulie's got his picks for us, and then Todd Furman live in Vegas at 1.30. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. See what we're up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Remember to get us your holiday fails. Just tweet us the story. We're getting a bunch of good ones every day. Omaha Steaks giving away $200 gift packs to the holiday fails we deem best, worst. I don't know, however you want to categorize it. Winners, losers, a little bit of both. So send us your stories all this week, all next week, and we'll read some of the best ones in about 30 minutes. We'll pick a winner. Use the hashtag CJHolidayFail on Twitter. Make sure you use that hashtag. Hashtag CJHolidayFail. Get your stories into us. We've had people that have dropped the turkey, that have fallen off ladders with the lights, a Christmas tree accident when they were trying to get cute with this, you know, making a, a zip line for the elf on the shelf. Yep. All types of silliness we yeah, had. Yeah, silliness, silliness. Turkeys, 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 beware. Burnt turkeys. Were your kids... Overcooked turkeys, dusty turkeys. Your, were your kids... I'm going to say maybe Gracie uh, is, is young enough. Like the elf on the shelf thing? Was that a thing with... Yeah, the, yeah. The kids, yeah. They yeah. always did elf yeah. on the shelf. When we were always kids, there was no elf on the shelf. I no, mean, we didn't have it. But we're... no, with our kids, yes. Okay. And Nico's 96, Jake was 98. Okay. So And Grace was 04. But yeah, there was elf on the so shelf. So there was elf on the shelf. All right. Yeah. Going, yeah. Always moving around, the little bastard yeah, she I mean, was. Yeah, we're moving around. He was on the shand- He was on one of the light fixtures yeah. yesterday. My daughter still. She found him? She still, well, she does, and she still, you know... She gets into it. It matters. Gio, not too much. It, it matters. Was, he's to ten her. now. Yeah, and he tries to. He tries to be too cool for the room. No, not that. But yeah, I know Gio. I know him. Yeah, he's. It's not. He's that. a little too cool for the room. Do you want to know what my smart ass son said to Santa Claus? By the way, we I, I we took him over. I took him over on Saturday. Uh huh. My daughter wanted to see Santa, and Gio goes in there. And, you know, the whole time it's. Well, Dad, I'm like, just be you know for your sister's sake, okay? I'm like, come on. Yeah. Santa says, what do you want for Christmas? You know what Gio said? A leg lamp. A leg lamp? A leg lamp. Gio goes, a leg lamp. And the Santa had no idea. He was like an older guy. He had no idea. What? He goes, what? And Gio goes, a leg lamp. And I, you know, I do one of them. I smack him on the side of that. I'm like, come on and get serious for a second, please. Yeah. You know, the Santa had no clue. I go, Santa it's wants to know. I yeah. said, it's from a Christmas story. And the Santa's like, oh, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, you little troublemaker. I mean, he's such a smartass. You've been on the naughty list, haven't you? A leg lamp. So get us your holiday fail. CJ holiday fail on Twitter. Let's do McKnight at the movies, all right? I'm excited. I... Not as excited as I am. I threw it out there, Yurko, for, right. for Connor last week. I said, he did the Grinch. I said, if Connor wants to do Christmas movies, we only have a few weeks left. Yeah. From here on out, have at it, baby. Holiday movies, let's do it. What do you think? Do you think he, he's doing nothing but holiday movies this I, month? I, I think he might have gone with us. Let's find out. Let's find when you out. think you know, be the first correct caller. 312 332 Winner gets a Milnati's gift card. No, this week it's with uh, Russell's Barbecue. Oh, my guys in Elmwood Park. Park. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, so you'll get a Russell's barbecue gift card. Fantastic. I believe the Russell's uh, in Elmwood Park is the original. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I like that. There's one by me on LaGrange Road now. They've got a couple others. But you have one. to reserve seats at Russell's? You do not. Russell's Funny. Reserve? Funny, Yurko. <laughs> Funny Sorry. guy. That's a bourbon joke. I just, uh, I, I was lucky enough to uh, be drinking a little bit of the latest Bub Pick 
Now, we didn't do it with them. Hopefully next year we will. But Bub has a, a new pick from Russell's. And, ooh, Bub City. Yeah. Oh, it's good. You're good. Delicious. Oh, my God. It's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Here we go. Part one, McKnight at the movies. Our scene opens in a darkened, cold room. Workers furiously scribble away at their desks as a looming figure walks through the room and back into his office. This older man gives orders to his second-in-command, but this reluctant lieutenant has his objections. It's not a military movie, but our main character may as well be a general here. The little guy with the objection is hopped off his stool. He's good at hopping. And the rest of the workers have gotten up to help him with this stack of papers from the boss. They're all having trouble with it, too. Not the work. The actual stack of papers. It's very large, and they're very, very small. I mean, it's obviously a Christmas movie. Yeah, I just don't know which yes, one. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it's out which Santa one. Santa and his chief elf. I just don't right. know which one. Chief elf, and the rest of the elves have got all the, na- the the gifts. Yeah. And the names associated with the gifts. Do the Twitchers know yet? Hold on, let me get oh, into the Twitch they've chat. Gotta, they've got to know. i got to get in the chat. Hold they've got to. I just, I, I, can, I, can, I see, I, I have the scene. I just can't picture it. Maybe if I knew something about the actors. And they're get, I mean, there's a lot of the guesses, but I don't know if it's correct. All right, here's part two. A bit on our actors. The main is legend, having a ton of fun being an awful man in this movie, from Zulu to Jaws, not the good one, to Alfred. He's done it all. The subordinate is one of the most famous non-humans on the planet, but he's not played by the original here. Oh, also, Yoda is in this movie, kind of. Damn. That was a quick cutoff there, too. Not, not from Jaws, the good one. So someone from Jaws 2? Is that what he meant by that? Mm, I think that's what he well, did. I couldn't mean. even tell you who was in Jaws 2. I, I don't know. Was the cop still in that, Peter? Oh, is oh it, was Roy Schreider in? Roy Schreider. There was you he go. in too? He might have been. You know what? He might have been. So is he in a Christmas movie that we don't know about? I don't know, man. I'm stumping. Hold on. Let me see. I'm going through the Twitchers. Uh, I haven't gotten enough to figure it out. I, I know where either. it's at. It's in Santa's workshop in his office. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm seeing one name. I'm seeing one movie that is popping up a lot. Yeah, and maybe that's it. But I, you you got me. If it is, I, I can't even remember ever even seeing this movie. First caller got it. Really? All right. Here's part three. Back to our scene. The crotchety Englishman delivers spite with a certain smoothness here, almost like the man who wrote the script is paid by the word. He's got no love for this time of year, save for the financial boon that befalls his soulless business. Boy, those are quick clues. The, the... That's her final clue. This one's got me. Um, we already have a winner. Let's go to, and I'll tell you if the Twitchers are right then too, because there's one like, there's one more clue. He did four clues. Four clues today. Our affectionate amphibian can merely wait for the rant to end. He's requesting better working conditions for himself and his co-workers. The boss denies the bid angrily. The tiny workers will make the best of it. It's the frog I'm worried about, though. He's got a family to take care of. The Twitchers are right. Kermit's Christmas? The Twitchers are right. I don't don't know. I don't have this movie. i got to be honest with you. Like I think I maybe saw it when I was a kid. A Muppet something or another? I think I saw it when I was a kid, and it's not like... For some reason, it never made my rewatchable list. I don't know. Yeah. I like how Connor's dropping four bombs in there now. Four too. bombs. Doing a four-pack. That a boy. Uh, let's go to, who's our caller? Rob in Shorewood. Rob, what's the movie? It's uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol. The Muppet Christmas Carol. When is that from, Rob? Um, 
I'm I'm not sure. Oh, it's 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 pretty on the scene. Is from pretty early in the movie, but okay, that's one of our, our family favorites. So I I knew it right away. You're the man, Rob. Hold on, make sure Randy's got your info. It's from 1992. This is probably why I'm not familiar with it. In high school, I think I was done with the Muppets. So you got me on this one, the Muppet well, you Christmas got me Carol. Too. No idea. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's got Michael Caine. It's got Frank Oz, of course. Um, yeah, you got me. No clue. I I was in high school. I wouldn't have been. Yeah. You were playing in the NFL. I doubt yeah. you ever watched the Muppet. I, I, I didn't see this. Christmas Carol. No, no. I, I mean, I got Michael Caine. I was guessing the actors. I just didn't know who the hell was who. I mean, I can't even picture the scene. I don't know that I've ever seen it. I'll, I'll I'm have, watching the trailer right now. I'll have to add it to the list of holiday movies maybe to watch with the kid at some point. So yeah. the Twitchers were right. I mean, that was the predominant guess in the Twitch chat was... They kept saying Muppet Christmas. Yeah, Muppet's Christmas. This is close enough. I feel like there might have been a Muppet's Christmas when I was a kid. I feel like there's been a few Muppet Christmases. But but Muppet's Christmas Carol, you got me no clue on that one. And the frog, I mean, obviously, once you go frog, amphibian, he went amphibian. I go, what what turtle? What turtle was ever in a Christmas movie, you know? Here's the reveal, Yerk. Let us deal with the eviction notices for tomorrow, Mr. Cratchit. There's Michael Caine. Tomorrow's Christmas, sir. Very well. You may gift wrap them. Oh. Let us help you with that, Mr. Patrick. Oh, my, there are certainly a lot today. Uh, we'll get it with yeah, you. Okay, okay. Look out on that end. Look out on that end. Okay. Christmas is a very busy time for us, Mr. Cratchit. People preparing feasts, giving parties. Spending the mortgage money on frivolities. frivolities. One might say that December is the foreclosure season. Harvest time for the moneylenders. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, it's gotten colder. Yeah. Any bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire? We can't do the bookkeeping. Yeah, all of our pens have turned to inksicles. Yeah. Our assets are frozen. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly I definitely have never seen that movie. I, I bet you Michael Caine plays a good Scrooge, yeah. though. Oh, he does. It looks good. Who's your favorite Scrooge? Yeah. My favorite Scrooge? Bill Murray. Yeah, he played in Scrooge. Is Lionel Barrymore count as Mr. Potter? I mean, that's not Scrooge. It's a different story, but he's kind of yeah. like Scrooge. And he's, right? Yeah. Does, like, would, you, would you count Mr. Potter? You would have to. I mean, it's not technically the character. I mean, it's... But he was definitely acting as the Scrooge. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, it's directly taken from, you know, what Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge. So if you're allowing me that license, that that license, then I I would say Alan Rickman in Die Hard is Scrooge. dude, that's awesome. If we're going to do this, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. (laughs) Your coach just blew my mind. Alan Rickman is Scrooge. You might have just blown my mind, The top of the Nakatomi building. You might have, I mean, just blown me away. Yeah, well, you said let's do that, and I said, well, let's do it then. Because now we're getting into Mr. Potter or, yeah, or, uh, uh, yeah. John Leguizamo is definitely Scrooge yeah, in The Violent is. Night. Yes. We're getting into Bill Murray. We're getting into Alan Rickman as Hans. as uh, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Oh. This oh. Feels- ho, ho. ho. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Um, I still want a shirt. That, you know, just that's, go to a Christmas party in an ugly sweater that says that. Uh 
I feel like this is a poll question now. Now it's become one. We have to poll that tomorrow. Todd Furman, we're going to poll him. We're going to poll his brain. We're going to pick his brain coming up next. We got some questions for week 14, and uh, we'll see if he's got any big picture bowl game slash college playoff thoughts. Uh, Still doing a lot of work on those games, obviously, as they're a few weeks away. But we'll go out to Vegas and talk to Todd Furman coming up next. Buy two tickets. Buy tickets to two home games you'd like to attend the rest of the season. And each ticket for each game comes with 20 Blackhawks points that can be redeemed on food and beverage throughout the United Center. The Blackhawks Holiday Pack is a perfect holiday gift for the Blackhawks fan in your life. Yes, in your life. If you've got a Blackhawks fan, this is the perfect gift. Visit Blackhawks.com slash holiday spread holiday hockey cheer. That's Blackhawks.com slash holiday. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeBalco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's do it. Gambling for the weekend, Yurk. With our guy Todd Furman, one of the best in the biz. I'm ready. He's at Todd Furman on Twitter. Check out the podcast with Ian Payne Insider. The Bet the Board pod anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. He joins us this time every week. Live in Sin City in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right, gentlemen. How are you boys holding up this fine Thursday? We're doing well. We uh, The Bears have reached their bye, obviously. Last week of the byes, they could use it. A little bit beat up. Uh, Justin Fields continues to... To thrill, so so that's good. Uh, but there's no Bears game to talk about today, so we can jump right into a few other things. One interesting thing to me was, you know, looking at Vikings Lions, uh, which is one of the more interesting games. And I don't know that people would have said that three months ago. But uh, the Vikings, with a win, will clinch the division. The Lions continue, especially at home, Todd, to prove to be a little bit feisty. But here's my question for you: uh, the first game they played in Minnesota. The Vikings were about a six and a half, seven point favorite. Now they are about a two and a half point or two point underdog. What does a professional gambler think the minute they see that sort of discrepancy in a game that's going to be played? I don't know, whatever it's been, about six weeks apart. Yeah, a combination of factors here. When you look at Minnesota, we know how fortunate they've been when you dig into some of those advanced metrics. No greater illustration than what we saw unfold last week. Against the Jets, a game they win 27-22, but they finish, you know, basically getting outgained by nearly 200 yards from a yards per play standpoint, red zone efficiency defense, all the kind of things that that normally aren't sustainable. And when you look at the game this week, the Lions are a team trending in the right direction. Defense significantly better over the last five games. They've been about league average. Good against the pass. They play uh, a lot of man-to-man that can create some problems for Kirk Cousins and what he's dealt with in the past. And when you dig into where the Vikings are from a historical standpoint, they'll be the first team since 1970 to be eight games above 500, not resting their starters, yet listed as an underdog Mm. against a team with a losing record if this number does hold. So a little bit of historical precedent there. But this has been largely professional money that came in on the Lions, took him from a short home underdog into the role of road favorite here. You did see some Vikings money start to come in, though. Books that were as high as 2.5 
trending the other direction. I think this will be a fascinating matchup because I think Minnesota deserves a ton of credit for the season they've put together, uh, but there is no doubt that they've been flirting with disaster in recent weeks. Does it finally catch up to them here against the Lions? Uh, we'll see as the Lions' playoff fate hangs in the balance here as the team looking to try and get one step closer to 500. You mentioned the Jets' shortcomings in the red zone last week, and it cost them, and it uh, cost all of us that had a Jets minus three ticket in the end. They did do some good things, especially in the second half of that game. If the Jets can be better in the red zone, can they hang in Orchard Park this week? This is another huge spread here with the Bills laying 10. Uh, these teams that have gotten uh, to this point uh, north of a touchdown or even double digits have generally done pretty well this season in the NFL against the number. How do you start to handicap a big game in the AFC East in Orchard Park this weekend? They're definitely going to need to be more efficient in the red zone because there's no way they're going to make six trips there against Buffalo on Sunday in Orchard Park. So if they're settling for field goals, uh, this thing can get away from them in a hurry. Now, the Jets trying to do something that we haven't seen accomplished since 2006, a team to sweep the season series against a divisional foe uh, as more than a touchdown underdog. This number has leaked out, though. I actually thought we were going to see some Jets money come in, hoping that I could use Buffalo and some teasers to get them down below key numbers. Mm. But as the Jets deal with a flu bug and some questions swirl about the offense, Mike White has had it relatively easy. Uh, No disrespect meant to the Bears' stop unit or even Minnesota, but this is a massive step up in class uh, against a Bills team that can have a very stingy secondary. They're going to get after them. And when you look at this Jets ground game, it's shown flashes, uh, but not a ton of consistency in that department. Sauce Gardner and company were great the first time around. They really limited Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. But I think Buffalo having some extra time to prepare, a few unique wrinkles working in their favor here. I worry about the Jets' ability to stay inside this number, uh, but probably be more inclined to go under the total if I was betting this game than get involved with the side. Don't worry about being disrespectful to the Bears. They are uh, treading in uh, like epically <laughs> bad, historically bad defensive territory here over the last six weeks. So uh, we know how bad they are, uh, no doubt about it. Todd Furman's our guest, at Todd Furman on Twitter and the Bet the Board podcast. Uh, so go figure. Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against Mahomes, 0-4 in his career against the Cleveland Browns. But I'll tell you, I love the way the Bengals are playing right now. They look like a scary team. This number's in that territory right now at 5.5 where we always kind of say it's a little bit of a dead zone. But I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to like the Bengals more and more with each passing week. Is this finally the week that Joe Burrow gets a win against the Browns? You know, full-blown battle here in the betting market with this game. Number got as high as six and a half. You started to see some uh, underdog money come in earlier today. And to your point, Carm, you're in that five and a half, six zone, depending on what book you're looking at. But you have seen some one-way traffic on the total with that number ticking down below the key number of 47 into that 46 and a half range. And that would probably be the angle that I'd be most inclined to take. Deshaun Watson looked like a shell of himself last week. Mm. And he's going to make gradual improvements uh, as he gets more reps at full game speed. But Cleveland, 27-14 against the Texans. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. So you wonder what they're going to be able to do against the Bengals' defense that is vulnerable at certain points uh, and has struggled against the Browns. You mentioned Joe Burrow. So whatever Joe Woods has done, it's clearly created a level of complexity. That won't be lost on Burrow. I think 5.5-6, extremely fair. But if you're able to find a 47, makes a little bit of sense as a value bet. Wouldn't shock me if this game was played somewhere in that 24-20 to 20 ballpark. All right, we got Dallas against Houston. It's in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. We had the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins against Houston, jump out to a 30 nothing lead, then mm-hmm. it became 30-15. If you had it at 14.5, you felt real good about it. But do we see this in the league sometimes where McDaniel looked like, he, is that the coach down in uh, Miami? Miami. Mike McDaniel. Took his foot off the accelerator 
intentionally, I think because he didn't want to embarrass Lovey Smith. Really? Yeah, veteran coach. Or did he just want to arrest Tua? I don't know. Either way, <laughs> he took the foot off the accelerator, right. and it almost came back to cost betters. Dallas giving up 17 in this situation. Should I be wary of taking Dallas in, the, in, the, in here? Yeah, that spot for Miami had as much to do as well, Yerk, with uh, Taron Armstead going out of the game mm-hmm. and Tua kind of becoming a sitting duck mm-hmm. uh, with some of the Houston Texans' pressure. But they did bridge that gap. 30 nothing ends up 30-15, to coming up just short as a two-touchdown dog. When you're looking at the dynamics in play here, this will be the biggest number that the Cowboys have been favored by going all the way back to 2019 wow. against the Dolphins where they were 22-point favorites. We saw Dallas play a bit of bully ball in the fourth quarter last Sunday night against the Indianapolis Colts, 21-19. Snowballed pretty quickly with the Cowboys scoring 33 unanswered to close that game out. Interesting that this number has been bet from 17 out to 18. And not anything that I would love to try and be on the Houston Texans here with this big number. You do wonder if the Cowboys are up late. Will they continue to pile on or take their foot off the accelerator? I just think they're able to run the football from start to finish, use their tandem of backs, uh, and they can win by as many as they want. Uh, But typically laying this kind of number in the NFL isn't a recipe for success. So probably a game I'd be looking to steer clear of. Todd, on a look-ahead for next week when the Bears come out of bye, they'll be hosting the Eagles. And on a look-ahead, I could get the Bears right now north of a touchdown at plus eight. That game is sandwiched in between road games at the Meadowlands this week and at Dallas on Christmas Eve. Any good scheduling spot bet that you can make right here and now, or would or would you stay away from that at this point, just in terms of where you could get the Bears as more than a touchdown dog at home next week? I think if you felt comfortable with the weather forecast, this is a game that could go flying over the total. Now, granted, Philadelphia has got some experience defending mobile quarterbacks. They see Jalen Hurts every day in practice. So it won't be a complete shock to the system there. But you wonder, to your point, Carmen, about the level of focus and engagement. We know the Bears can give up points and do so in bunches. And I'm sure Jalen Hurts uh, will be looking to do everything he can to further improve his MVP candidacy uh, with that being on display. But laying more than a touchdown on the road, always a daunting task. And Philadelphia coming into this week against the Giants, 5-0 and straight up away from Lincoln Financial, but just 1-4 ATS. Mm. So you could get a very workmanlike performance uh, where the Bears are able to hang around. You'd think that Justin Fields becomes an even more willing runner with an extra week to repair that shoulder or at least give it some rest. Uh, so I could see making a case for the underdog potentially being live uh, and looking to go over the total at 48. Alright, interesting stuff. And when the Bears had their little mini-buy after a Thursday night game, when they, they played on Monday night the following week, they played arguably their best game of the year when they went into Foxborough on Monday night and beat the Patriots 33-14. to 14. Uh, Anything uh, that you want to give out in terms of a bowl game or something that jumps out to you guys, even Anything in one of the, the semifinal matchups on, on New Year's Eve? I know there's still work to be done before maybe uh, you're totally comfortable knowing how you're going to handle those games. But what sticks out in the bowl season for you, Todd? Yeah, a lot of uh, information It seems to change by the hour right now with players that are available, players that are pulling themselves out, whether they're going into the transfer portal or declaring for the NFL draft. So tough to take full positions this far out uh, mm. on a lot of these games. I picked off a number here or there. I think if I was looking at one game now to maybe try and take a small position on, it would be Duke uh, on December 28th. When you look at UCF, you saw their backup quarterback, Mikey Keene, put his name into the transfer portal. Uh, One of their top receivers, Ryan O'Keefe, out as well. One of their top tacklers on the defensive side. This just gets 
gives me the vibes right now that Duke wants to be in the bowl game with a first-year head coach. Mm. It seems like there's a little bit more roster stability and some turnover for UCF. So if you're comfortable you know, putting down a small bet now and being willing to buy off of his information changes, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Duke ends up closing much closer to a three-point favorite. Though. Those are great little uh, nuggets. Brazil-Croatia tomorrow, 9 a.m. Uh, you know what, Derek? Uh, I mean, this is a game where I think uh, the Croatian side has to try and be bottled up and try and keep this Brazil team at bay. Unfortunately, I don't think there's enough scoring power from that aging roster. I think the most likely scenario is a 2-0 Brazil victory. Uh, unfortunately, I think the road comes to an end for uh, Croatia going further. The game, though, that I do like is Sunday afternoon between England and France. Uh, I think England being a little bit disrespected in the betting market, uh, and you can find them right around plus twenty for 90 minutes on the draw no bet line, mm. not the plus 210, meaning if it ends in a draw, you lose your bet. Uh, I think England will have enough defensively. Uh, and when you look at Kyle Walker, he's been able to shut down uh, uh, Mbappe in Champions League play in the Man City PSG matchups. Uh, I think France could be in for a, a little bit of hurt, and they're slightly overvalued here. England having a much tougher road battle tested. I like the three Lions to move on, and I think they can do so in regulation. Any other best bets for the weekend, Todd? Only one in the NFL, uh, and this isn't the best of the number, uh, so buyer beware a little bit. Shop around, see if you can find a four on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, They come in as the more well-rested team here. I think when you look at Seattle, they had an emotional comeback win last week against the Rams, short week against the 49ers. I know they're still playing to try and keep pace atop that division, knowing the uncertainty around the quarterback position. Uh, But Carolina, making a commitment to Sam Darnold, says that he doesn't have to be looking over his shoulder. They should be able to run the ball. And more importantly for Seattle, you look at how the defense has performed the last couple of weeks. Leaky against the run, starting to trend as a bottom five unit that we forecasted them uh, being coming into the year. Uh, I think Carolina has an excellent chance, well-rested, to go on the road, not only cover, uh, but maybe win the game outright against the Seahawks. Todd, great stuff, buddy. We appreciate it, and happy wagering this weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Enjoy the game. See you, bud. There's Todd Furman. I said Friday, next Thursday. Forgive me. I'm jumping ahead. Yes, you are. At Todd Furman on Twitter, and make sure you check out the podcast, the Bet the Board podcast, wherever you get your pods. Paulie's going to give us his picks coming up. we got to pick a winner in our Holiday Fails Contest for the day for the Omaha Steaks gift package, CJ Holiday Fail. That's the hashtag. Use it on Twitter. We'll be right back. Gentlemen, it's that time of year again. It's Christmas. You need to give her the perfect gift. So ignite passion this holiday season with Spark of Romance, PJs. The stuff relationships thrive on. Drapey, silky, spark of romance pajamas. Exclusively at pajamagram.com. These PJs are touchable, soft, smooth on the skin. Just the thing you'll want to see that special someone in. Sauce for milk, table for two. Luxurious detailing with a sensational, curve-loving fit. Oh, yeah. When you give Spark of Romance PJs, Yurko, it's almost needless to say, but it's a gift you're both going to love. Ready to ignite the passion this holiday season? Head to pajamagram.com and order Spark of Romance pajamas. Passion. Passion. (laughs) See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Charlie thought I was done. You made me laugh. Passion. The Latin lover. Passion. This holiday season. Uh, let me just say again, order today, ship tomorrow, right before Christmas, wrapped and ready to give. Spark of romance pajamas at pajamagram.com. Tell them Carmen and Yurko is that, Jim. Oh, Yurko. All right, real quick. Let's get Paulie. Paulie, uh, you went 2-1 and one last week? Yes, I did. You're a machine. All you do is give out winners. 
You're like listen, you're like Matthew all, McConaughey yeah. in uh, Two for the Money when Al Pacino says all this kid does is work out and pick winners. That's, That's you. That's you. And also, I mentioned you guys at my work in New Jersey at Stop and Shop. I always mentioned Carmen Nino. And they said who? Hey, I, 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 I always have to say that at where I work. You know, that I mention yes. you guys all the time. They, but they don't know who we are. You live in New Jersey. No, no, but, yeah, but I also tell them about Unhinged as well. Okay, well, that's good. You tell them yeah. to listen on the app and listen to Unhinged. Yeah. Okay, what are and, the picks yeah. for this week? I want, I want the Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, big, big, big shocker. Yeah. I also want Dallas. Okay, so you're laying a huge number. You 17. Know that you're 17. I want it. I want it. Okay, you I want, want it. Paulie wants it. Well, Paulie wants, Paulie gets. Dolphins. Yes. And I, I, I want the Chiefs. And you're going to take Chiefs. the Chiefs. Nine and a half? What are the Chiefs Chiefs lay? are laying nine and a half. Against Denver. Yeah, big number. Uh, against Denver. Uh, I'm going to put want, you down yeah, at, I'm going to put you down at three and a half for the Dolphins, okay? You cool with that? That's fine. All yeah. right. You're laying, Paulie's laying great. the lumber again. Yeah. The concert was great. The Debbie Gibson concert? Yes. Oh, my God. I sent you the video. We, we, we talked about it. We played yeah. it on the air. We played Debbie Gibson giving you the shout-out at the Pride Parade a couple years ago. Yeah, thank you. And, and then uh, uh, I did have a pint of a vodka for you, so, you know. Oh, you nice. You, you had a pint of He had one for you. You had it for me? Yeah. Yes, it, I don't it, drink it pineapple your, vodka. But it was your birthday, that's why. Oh, yeah, thanks, buddy. See? Happy, happy birthday. He saluted you. He saluted no you. Probably you're the best. Yeah, no problem. Well, right. to call in next Thursday, okay? I will, I will. Sounds right, good, okay. See you, Paulie. Okay. There's yeah. Paulie Cheesecake. Paulie's picks, uh, by his calculation, I hope his math is right. He, yeah. he keeps crushing it. I don't... He's like one every week, eight and two. <laughs> every week, the guy's you, a winner. Eight and one. Have you guys ever like originally had a piece of his cheesecake or no? Of course, you have. Oh okay. yeah. yeah, first one he ever made me. I had. It was it, delicious. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah, it was good though. Merc- Wasn't there a uh, when, when uh, Delvin had one of those things, the movie thing, like the at the. We did uh, movie madness. That- and one and Yurko threw a pie, one of Paulie's pies, in Waddle's face or something like that. Yeah, we yes. were eating it and we yeah. threw it at each other. Yes. yes, yes, that's true. And then Paulie wanted a hundred for that one. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Clean up on Al. She's not. This one's not twenty-five. This Can one's a hundred. Imagine Paulie telling the people he works with in New Jersey yeah. about the Carmen and Yurko. Oh, uh, like, you should you listen to these guys, about, dude. You should listen <laughs> to these guys. They put uh, Michael K. and Carton to shame. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, Randy thinks he's identified a winner in today's CJ Holiday Fail Contest. Somebody's going to get a $200 gift package from Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com. Use the promo code ESPN at checkout. You'll get 30 bucks off your uh, 30 bucks off your order. Minimum order required. They've also got like 50% off happening throughout the site this week. So you should take advantage of that at OmahaSteaks.com. And be sure to use the promo code ESPN when you check out. Someone's going to get a free $200 gift package from Omaha Steaks. Merck, who have you identified on well, Twitter? Well, first of all, uh, Jeff Pearl has a nasty one. He's, uh, when hanging yeah. Christmas lights goes incredibly wrong, there's a picture of him with his head cracked open. Oh, see, this oh, is like our boy. one of the other day. I mean, yeah. well, you, you guys got to be what careful. Happened? What happened? At Jeff He's, underscore Pearl. That's, I that's, mean, did he slam his head into something above him, climbing the ladder, or did he, upon falling off the ladder, crack his skull open? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely uh, he's on the on the ladder and he falls. It looks uh, like. Oh but, boy. Okay. Yeah. What's number two? All right. Uh, Man falls off ladder. Okay. Here's another one. Um, actually, we got a couple new ones in the last couple minutes. Two years ago, my wife accidentally swapped our daughter's gift for a gift we had for an adult mm. party we went to. This my is... five year old opened it on Christmas, oh, and my wife freaked out. 
my daughter was running around smacking people with a phallic uh, like object. object. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A motorized yeah. phallic. Well, this one's probably not motorized. Well, you don't a, know. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Could be motorized. Could not be. Could have been the Lexington Steel model. Ooh. Boy, I tell you what. I how are you? That's a fail. Mr. Marcus. Yeah, that's a bad one there. Mr. Marcus. Uh, go ahead. What else do you have? Uh, all right. Um, so we go to Mexico, hometown, almost every year, family, cousins, all that. This was in 09, a bunch of teenage to 25-year-old cousins. We would get tipsy, roaming the festive and decorated carnival ride, infested folk, band downtown. No, this is bad. This is not for good. I, I just, yeah, that that, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing that one right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got to proofread these. Guys. Yeah. Well, this just came in. So I know. Yeah. Two I mean, minutes ago. You still so. got to proofread that, even though it came in two yeah. minutes. So you might best, get led down. One. Yeah, you get led down the lane there. Yeah. That'd be a wrong lane to go down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So what do you think? The phallic object or the guy cracking his skull? Or we we can do um, one more. Um, a week before a family vacation to Florida for Christmas, I was shoveling my older neighbor's driveway, being a mensch. I slipped on ice under the snow and broke my ankle. Needed surgery. Had to cancel the, va- the vacation. That's well, bad, too. That stinks. But I think. Uh, but what's he the... doing helping the neighbor for? Well, that's not, it's a nice gesture. No, you pay the local kids. You pay the kids to go ahead and do that stuff. I think giving the, I think that mixing up the gifts uh, is pretty bad. Yeah. You know, the, the little girl running around the party. Right. With the, you know, that's, I mean, I mean, that could be traumatic for her. That, that's traumatic for everybody. Yeah. I think that's the fail. That's the okay. winner, Merck. Send him the gift card. You the, got it. Uh, yeah. The gift package. And that poor guy who cracked his skull, you know? I feel bad too. Coming up next is Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Kevin Durant has the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. I'm a national fan. I really don't care about Aaron Judge at all.